This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's the Lori and Julia show at My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're live at uh, the Envision store in the Galleria. It's a Santa Stop collecting toys for the Ronald McDonald House. Julia, what you just did off the air, that was very funny. No, you thought this woman was trying on a pair of glasses? Yeah. And it turns out they were already her glasses. Yep. Oops. But we oops, liked them. We can't help it. The we have a youngster here? We do. I, wanna, I want to um, Mary. You have can to you hold the microphone there. This is your Mary. Hands. Yeah, yeah Mary's you. gone on a Santa hat, and I just asked Mary to come over during the break, and I said, well, what, what do you want for Christmas, Mary? And it's such an interesting thing that you're looking for for Christmas that I thought you should share it with our listeners. And Santa, in uh-huh. case he's listening. He always listens. So what do you want? Uh, I want an alpaca, but I know that's a little much, so a stuffed animal alpaca, and I also really want a pet goat. And now, now do you have a, a hobby farm that you live on? Do you have, like, an uh, acre? Like, room for the goat? Well, we have a shed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And and is your does do has Santa heard your request yet this year? Yeah. Okay, and are you feeling good about it? Yeah. Really? And why a why an, a, a goat? goat and an alpaca? I like how they make noises. Uh, <gasps> the goat makes really funny noises. What does the goat noise make? Um, well, What's it sound like? There's one video where two of them were like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. No, all right. Well, so, they do like to eat grass. I mean, the cities are using yes. them as like summer lawnmowers. Is the grass long in your yard that you could sell it that way? Kind of. Kind of. And Mary, how old are you? Nine. Okay. All right. Well, you, that's our best request so far. Mm-hmm. Um, an alpaca or a goat because mm-hmm. you've got a shed. Yes. Merry Christmas, honey, and good luck. Mm-hmm. I want you to write us and tell us what happens. <laughs> She's so cute. I know. She's <laughs> <been> <laughs> what the, the sound that the goat make? Wow! I've mm-hmm. never heard that. Well, from a goat you before. know, you know when we know the, the alpaca slash llama. The llama story. They yeah. hum. Mm-hmm. They yeah. hum and yes. hum in a circle for mm-hmm. hours to celebrate the lovemaking. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of the lovemaking, how really about Kirsten do. Dunst and Jesse Plemons having a baby? I'm thrilled. Kiki Kirsty, Kirsten Dunst is, uh, you know, they're, she was engaged for a long time. She dated uh, Garrett, Garrett Hedlund. So beautiful, but for whatever reason, he just didn't. didn't they float never, her boat. Yeah, they just broke up before they could get married, even though they were engaged. So then she did Fargo, the second season of Fargo, met Jesse Plemons, who was from Friday Night Lights. They fell in love on the set of that TV show. And he had to gain weight and was super fugly, and they were, they were a they were, married they were couple. Married, yeah. And yeah. we also know Jesse Plemons, he was on Breaking Bad. Yes. The last he's, couple of seasons of Breaking yes, he Bad. Was. He was so great on that. And so he's 29, she's 35. They're going to get married this spring. She might be a pregnant bride. I'm and, so excited for them. And she had said in an interview in 2014 that she said, I think 33 is a good age to have your first baby. And she's 35. 
Okay. You know, which is technically, as we know from Halle Berry, that is considered a geriatric pe- pregnancy. Yes, we do. Yes, right. we know that. Why don't they have a name for, for a man who gets someone pregnant? Sperm. Ger- John Stamos is going to be a dad. Geriatric he's 54. Sperm. No, he's got amazing genes. He's let's, so gorgeous. Let's start it. I mean, isn't because that geriatric sperm? Yes, it is. At this point, let's I just... Think- Anything it. over Not at 54. 50. Yes, yes, it is, is Donnie. Any, really, anything over 50 you think is geriatric Absolutely. sperm? They say that even after the age of 40, really? you are supposed to have children in your 20s and 30s for your optimum. Okay, Help. but I absolutely love it. Let's just start that. Oh, that's another geriatric sperm. Yes, we're going to do that. If we're going to call women having geriatric babies, women right? Women always get the monikers yeah. of being old hags or perimenopausy or crap. Yeah, we don't... We're going to call a spade a spade when a man gets, you that's know, the right. menopause middle. That's right, Let's Julia. just say MM. It's called andopause Andop- I mean, women always have the negative connotations. I'm yeah. all for the geriatric sperm. sperm. We're okay, just good. terrible people. No, yeah. we're not no. terrible people. It's a G- no, we're terrible people. There's another GS. We're terrible people for giving you all these terrible names. Well, here's the thing. I mean, (laughs) unfortunately, I mean, women are not just having babies at 54. This is why uh, the the 54-year-old woman marrying the 32-year-old man, it's probably, unless that man 100% knows he doesn't want to have kids, he knows he can still change his mind. He can be like Demi and Ashton. It's just the wrong. But then the 54-year-old guy can have the kid. With the thir- It's just, oh, damn it. It's biology. <laughs> well, it but I do. I don't care about any of that. I just like telling it's geriatric yeah, it's sperm. It is because it's not and the I freshest think, stuff out I there. I totally think someone on a show should, should start saying that in interviewing. So how do you, are you worried about, that, about the geriatric sperm? sperm? Congratulations on your pregnancy. Are you worried about <laughs> the geriatric sperm? I don't want to scare you. Yeah, right. But you know what happens. Yeah, right. You know, their eyes go in. Oh, that is not true. <laughs> oh, yeah. They oh, walk with a on. limp. That is so not true. Mm-hmm. But well, there have been studies, there have been that studies about that older say, dads. Yeah. Over I mean, the age how do you feel about your child you issues know, with having a twitch? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that yeah, could happen. Yeah. Why are so many babies conceived at Christmas? Because what's because nine months from Christmas? September. September. Lots of lots of uh, September birthdays, and then those people have to decide whether or not their kids are going to start school, depending on when they're born, right? Right. I had that. I had one. So a study from the Journal of uh, Obstetrics. 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 Thank you, Johnny. Oh, I did yeah. say it right. And gynecology said that people are able to achieve pregnancy better in winter months. Why? Because, because you spend more time laying in bed afterwards. Really? <laughs> is no, sperm <laughs> is deteriorated in its quality in the summer because being really? too warm is bad for your swimmers. It, it oh, is, Lori. That's so true. And wow. changes in daylight length it's, it has to do with uh, your biorhythms are all off. Yeah. Anyway, the about uh, the amount of daylight does affect women and how likely the eggs are to stick. But the main reason why there's so many uh, babies concerned. What else is Christmas, there to do with winter? No, there's holiday parties and people forget to put things in mm. or on. Or on, actually. Yeah, as no, it were. They don't forget to put them in. They well, just forget. I, or you know what I mean? It could be the time when more accidental mm. oopsies are happening. Mm-hmm. So, or it's just dark at four in the afternoon. And people have time off. You've oh got God, we're going to the holidays. Yeah, yeah people well, have time off too. It's a merry time of year. It, well, it can be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you lock down and you get cozy and you, you know. open up that diamond, De Beers diamond. Oh, De 
Tiffany's. I did walk by <laughs> Tiffany's on the way in, and I, I, it was just like, oh. Did you watch Harry Styles last night? Man, of course I did. He, James Corbin had a baby, their second baby Gordon. girl. So two hours before, late night with James Corbin. Corden. Yeah, Corden. He called Harry Styles, his best friend, and said, will you come host my show? How was Harry? Because I missed it. I'm okay, so... I saw it. And? First of all, he's so, he's, he's cute julia don't tell me about it and he has been my boy band crush and he had on the couch with him the butterscotch stallion who forgot to have a stylist pick out his clothes he also had this man that's owen wilson if you don't know who the butterscotch stallion is lovely who has two boys he had joel egerton edgerton oh yeah i like him Mm -hmm. he's god's gift what was Harry wearing? Oh, Describe. he was wearing a gray double-breasted suit. Oh, he makes um, the suit kind of so like well. a wool suit. It wasn't houndstooth, but it was gray wool with a nice white checkered plaid oh, through it and so plaid pants. He was so handsome. We loved it. And um, he was w- it a flare, a little bit of a flare. It was a, just he's- a tiny flare, but he has these dimples that I swear stop start at the top of his cheek and go down to his chin line. He's darling. He is. We saw him at the radio festival in September, and he is tall. He is, like, really a talented guy. And he's so cute. have a crush on him. He's so cute. So there's this new segment, Dogs in um, Goggles or Glasses or something. So he'd hold up pictures of dogs wearing different goggles and tell their life story or something. Oh, Dogs in Sunglasses. And then I wrote, Dimple Darling. These are my notes from watching him this morning. Was he good, though? Was he kind of a cute uh, host? Delicious. Delicious. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't DVR that last night. He was so cute. I watched it this morning. He was so cute. What else did I watch? So you do watch some things here and there, Every once in a while I do my job. Not often. No. Not often. But I know you DVR Corden every night. I love him. So I kind of, yeah. I love him. Yeah, I do too. And Seal was on. I mean, everyone pretty much was on with an accent, Mm -hmm. except for Jane Krakowski. Oh, okay. Who had on... Over the thigh, black, patent, delicious mm. boots, and she's so gorgeous with a nice little Remember short dress. Remember we saw her and her husband making out? They weren't married. At the Four Seasons. At the Four Seasons. They were like, we, we finally over. saw people canoodling. She was like in his lap. She has a six and a half year old now. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's how long ago it was that, that we started. Night. Is she in a Christ, the Christmas Story musical? She's in something, she's Donnie. She's in Kimmy Schmidt. No, but she, she, yeah, there was a that. reason that she yeah, was on, was Donnie. Um, yes, she's in something. I was going to okay. look it up. Well, she's um, cute. Anyway, we did see her making out. We really enjoyed it at like <laughs> 2 in the morning. We see a lot of our good stuff at 2 in the morning in Beverly Hills. Maybe it was 1, but it was something like that in the Monkey Bar at the Four Seasons. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I'm like, Julia, look over your shoulder. Jane Krakowski is canoodling. Oh, my word. With a handsome, handsome guy. Oh, yes. And they they were like... In love. They were... I don't know if they're still together, are they? I think they're. I think he's the father of that child that she has. All right. Just saying. All right, very good. All right, look at the time. I know, we've got to go. we got to go. The Dirt Alert is coming up next with Elizabeth Reese. We are live at Envision at the Galleria. Please stop by. Thank you, everyone who has. Our Santa box is just overfilled. But we still have room for more. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert.
Elizabeth, what kind of dirt do you have for us today, honey? All sorts of stuff, girls. Nice to be with you this evening. You Let's too. Talk we are at the Galleria. Oh yeah, you're at Envision, right? Yes, mm-hmm. this place is delicious and dangerous. Oh, I know. I hope you brought your credit cards. I did. Good. I'm mm-hmm. glad. We have... picked out some glasses for you. Yes. Uh-huh. I already fun. bought a beer. Oh, I'm Mommy so glad. Okay, what is happening? All right, I got to tell you about this Selma Hayek situation. So this is a big deal. There is an op-ed that she published in the New York Times uh, about what she says her terrible, terrible situation was with Harvey Weinstein. So she is coming forward with stories of how she had to tell Harvey Weinstein no repeatedly. So Selma Hayek is 51 years old. She is a mega famous actress. She says that many of her friends, including Ashley Judd, have been urging her to open up about her experiences with Harvey Weinstein, but she didn't because she says she thought she had brainwashed herself into thinking that it was over and that she survived. This wow. is how bad things were for Selma Hayek with Harvey this Weinstein. This is surprising. Lori, we're just finding about Selma Hayek with Harvey Weinstein. So that is, that's something. Selma says, uh, this is what she has to say in her op-ed for the New York Times. She says, I was so excited to work with him and that company. Now, this is when she's talking about working on the movie Frida. She says, in my naivete, I thought my dream had come true. He had validated the last 14 years of my life. He had taken a chance on me and nobody. He had said yes Little did I know it would become my turn to say no. Salma Hayek goes on talking about Harvey Weinstein saying no to opening the door to him at all hours of the night, hotel after hotel, location after location where he would show up unexpectedly, including one location where I was doing a movie he wasn't even involved with. No to me taking a shower with him. (gasps) No to letting him watch me take a shower. No to letting him give me a massage. No to letting a naked friend of his give me a massage. No to letting him give me oral sex. No to my getting naked with another woman. This is Salma Hayek talking about Harvey wow. Weinstein. I that wonder is, if Harvey is the reason why her she career quit, She kind quit of, Hollywood. Yeah. She kind of quit and she's only in Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Well, and they go to Hawaii during the summer I mean, makeup. I'm talking about when she was in these movies, you know, I wonder Frida if he was, had an effect on her career. Well, she says uh, that he threatened to kill her. He says, I will kill you. Don't think I can't. Oh, he's a pig. Yeah. That guy is such a pig. And uh, she says that when she was working on Frida, that he forced her to have the script completely rewritten, the movie recast and more. And she says it was soul crushing uh, because I confess lost in the fog of a sort of Stockholm syndrome. I wanted him to see me as an artist. Wow. And that movie was 15 years ago. I know. And she... Uh, and that was probably her last big movie. She fought against um, him constantly with that movie. She was fighting for theatrical release. She ultimately scored... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ford his company to Oscars, but she said, I still didn't see any joy. He never offered me a starring role in a movie again. Mm. You know, he's done he's, that with so many he, people. I'm glad she's but, speaking but out. But the persistence and yeah. the, just the abuse. Abuse. I mean, yeah, you're ab- right. Cause, and this is what we've heard from other other actresses and other people that have worked on Weinstein movies is that he would completely change the script. Right. Fire the directors. Come in in the middle of it where you signed up for A, but you were coming out with D. You know, he would change everything up so bad. That's really... That's shocking, and I'm glad she spoke up about it. Salma Hayek also says that Harvey Weinstein forced her to do a sex scene with Ashley Judd in the movie Frida and demanded full frontal nudity, and she agreed, <gasps> but says she suffered such a nervous breakdown that she had to take a tranquilizer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he did impact her film her film career because, remember, she was in Desperado, yeah. then From Dust Till Dawn, and then she was Fool's Rush In, yeah. Wild Wild West. Traffic, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and then Frida. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. And then, and then she what was a just, pig. she's been in just. Ugh. He really, how did he have time to do all this nasty? And then if that was his full time job. That had to have been yes. his full time job, just yeah. abusing well, and people. And don't forget that he had people, you know, he had Mossad agents, he had press um, connections, and CAA publicists, agents. And yeah. agents. There was a whole that is wall just, around him. Being able to act. Like I wonder a, if Penelope Cruz had. Um, yeah. See, some people are not telling their stories because they they don't want to. They right. feel disgust, shame, exactly, whatever, and they're just like, not everyone wants to talk about every, all of this stuff. No, so I, I pretty much think he's basically. Almost anybody who's acted in Hollywood between the ages of 20 and 50 probably have a story. Yeah, I am sure they do. I'm sure mm-hmm. they do. So we've been talking a lot about these people who have been accused of this harassment and this abusive behavior. And then what's happening is the people around them who have maybe enabled them or yep. who have said they don't believe the victims, they're going down too. Here's an example of that today. Netflix has parted ways with a guy named Andy Yateman, who is the executive who told one of the accused Users, one of the people who said that Danny Masterson raped her. Yep. yep. This guy is an ex- was an executive at Netflix. He is was this the, the director. Guy who said we don't believe him. Yep, Lori, exactly right. Mm-hmm. He was the former director of global kids content. Isn't that kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. He is no longer employed at Netflix, and he told one of Danny Masterson's accusers, "This is why Danny Masterson is still employed because we don't believe these rape claims." So apparently this woman went up to this executive at um, like a kid's soccer game or something and said, what is the deal? Why is Danny Masterson still working at on the ranch? Why is mm-hmm. he on Netflix? There have been these terrible allegations. And he said, we don't believe them. Netflix. Uh, don't talk so frankly at a soccer game to someone you've never met. Is yes, the lesson there. That's what it is. Yes, they were. He, I mean, he got fired. He yep. got fired. He got yeah. fired for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on moving forward, all presenters at this year's SAG Awards will be women. Yep, all of them. They're making a statement. Kathy Connell. She's really, she's the EVP of the SAG Awards. She's really making a statement this year. She said, I want to salute women who are coming mm-hmm. forward to speak at a very difficult time about very difficult subjects. Yeah, women, we've had it. We have absolutely had it. Yeah, and Kristen Bell was named the show's first ever host. I think this is going to bring the SAG Awards to a whole new level of 
fantastic. I mean, you girls being there makes it fantastic to me. That's the reason I care about the SAG Awards is because of you two. Uh, But then, you know, adding Kristen Bell and adding this all-female presenters, it'll be a fascinating year to be there. Yeah. Right. I think so, too. Um, Okay, one other story that I wanted to bring to you that I think is really interesting and so sad, which is that Philip Seymour Hoffman's longtime love is talking about his relapse and saying how terrified she was when he relapsed. So it's a new piece for Vogue. And she is opening up about his fatal 2014 heroin overdose. And she said, as soon as Phil started using heroin again, I sensed it, terrified. I told him, you're going to die. That's what happens with heroin. What's interesting is that they'd been living in the West Village. They had three healthy kids. His career was doing great. She says that they were collaborating on theater and films and that they had wonderful friends. They had money. She says, her name's Mimi O'Donnell. She says, I couldn't have imagined a better life. You know, he'd been clean and sober since his 20s. Right. But there was one moment, she says, the first tangible sign happened out of nowhere. He said to her, I've been thinking I want to try to have a drink again. What do you think? Oh, dear. And she Mm -hmm. says, I thought it was a terrible idea. And I said so. She said sobriety had been at the center of Philip Seymour Hoffman's life for over 20 years. So this was definitely a red flag. And that's when things started to go downhill. He started taking prescription opioid pills. He started shooting up again. He went to rehab twice, but he just absolutely couldn't stay home. He stay clean. He'd come home and within a day or two, he'd be using again. Oh, that's oh, I know. Such a good Such- actor. Yeah. He really was. That That's was the really, story of addiction. That I know. Was, it is the story. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, you guys. Elizabeth. Have fun at the Galleria. Thank you. All right. And when we come back, we've got Vintage Scandal. And then there was a scandal. Vintage Scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <clears throat> shocking. Absolutely shocking. Lori. Lori. Vintage scandal. We want to hear what it's all about. Okay. I'm just, uh, you know, filling time. Yes. Vintage scandal. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss the music and everything? <laughs> yeah, you missed everything. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. You know what? I just ran into a friend of mine from Carlson Companies, and the first thing I said to her, I said, we were so harassed. Remember all the harassment? She goes, oh, my God, so much. Just this was a gal I used to work with at, uh, at Carlson Companies. So anyway, she filled in a couple names that I was blanking on. Oh, uh, all right. Good to know. You know that. Uh, anyway, okay, so our vintage scandal. Yes. All right. If you're watching... The crown, but you haven't gotten very far. It doesn't really matter because this is all, you know, the whole story about the crown is, you know, based on true stories. Right. So you're not spoiling spoiling it for anybody? This life has already happened. But one of the intriguing, I think, storylines, and there's a lot of different, it's not just Elizabeth and Philip that we're finding out about. There's a storyline with. You know, Prince Charles is a young man, and of course, Princess Margaret, it gets a little bit of a starring role, particularly in season or episode seven of The Crown. The raciest episode in season two is Princess Margaret's episode of When She Meets. Which, which episode is it? Episode 
She meets him in episode she five. She meets him in five, but the okay. steam happens. The real okay. action happens oh my God. in episode seven. <laughs> and they make you waste, just like foreplay. That's right. And <laughs> Princess Margaret is, of course, Elizabeth's younger sister. Mm-hmm. And when she met Anthony Armstrong Jones, and their real life romance is it was as dramatic in real life as what we see played out on the crown okay okay? and if you want to have a really comprehensive recounting of their relationship this is a little story from Anne de Courcy's 2008 book called Snowden Snowden the biography okay okay and when she meets um in both seasons of The Crown, Margaret is p- depicted as a very active fixture in London's high-class social scene. Okay, yeah. Everyone yeah. wanted to invite her to their dinner parties. She was able to go out and, and mingle with, you know, people that, you know, Elizabeth She was the couldn't. fun one. She got to have the fun one because yep. it's like Harry, you know, yep. she didn't She's have the, the response. Yep. She's the spare. And, but she asked her lady-in-waiting, and this is apparently a true story, Elizabeth Cavendish to introduce her to anyone but a man who breeds horses, owns land, or knows my mother. Okay, I love that. That's in the series. It's in the series. She says (laughs) that Anthony Armstrong Jones, played by Matthew Good. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. He's good yeah. looking. Oh yeah, from we, the know good him. Wife we know him. We oh, know him. Oh yeah, from Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, he fits the description, and they start spending time together in the spring of 1958. But he was already acquainted with the royal family. In 1957, he had taken portraits of the queen and her family at Buckingham Palace, something he would continue to do for decades, even after he and Margaret get divorced after 18 years of marriage. So even though in The Crown, they meet cute at a dinner party, he already knew. They already knew each other. They did already know each other. Now, in the fourth episode of The Crown, the second season, it ends with this stunning image of Princess Margaret where he gets a photo of her in which she appears to be naked. And that is a faithful recreation of one of the most famous pictures of Princess Margaret. But the real one was taken in 1967. Who took when it? When they were Anthony Armstrong oh, he Jones. Did he was take a photographer. Uh, well, I get that, yeah. but so. He really took it, but in real life, it happened in 1967 after they were married, not at the beginning. Uh, okay. They were already Lord and Countess of Snowden. Oh, license okay. there. Yes, but right. the, okay. Vanessa Kirby's recreation of the portrait is as stunning right. as the original. And okay. May I say, she's amazing. She's Vanessa amazing. Vanessa Kirby is fabulous. And she's the one who's going to be in Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible 6, 6 with yeah. Tom Cruise. That she says Tom Cruise is amazing. And he knows everybody's stunts. names. Yes. And he does his own stuff. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, it's so, so fantastic. Okay, so um, as with many personal relationships, not everything about her Anthony Armstrong's uh, Jones' personal life is on the record. But after he began seeing Margaret, and this is the steamy, steamy sex scene we see in episode seven of of the Crown Part Two, he is involved with this actress and dancer Jackie Chan, gorgeous, this gorgeous isn't the Asian same one woman. That- Prince Philip's was no with. gorgeous okay. Asian woman who's a dancer and is described as Tony's first real love. He stayed involved with her even after he married Princess Margaret. Wow. And um, details, I know. Yeah. But details. the most, the most vividly depicted relationship on the show that would be scandalous to this day if if it happened is that Anthony Armstrong Jones 
was in a relationship with his best friend and his wife, a married couple called Jer Jeremy and Camilla Fry. And you do see this in s episode seven. Okay. What you mean, like, you mean, like, as wife a swapping? As a, no, as, as a, a threesome. threesome. Oh. As oh, a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> they were both the wife and the guy. Is this, this true? This is true. This is and true it's in, in real life. the crown. It's, it's right. really true. And they were close friends. And, um, you I feel know, like you're giving away something. But no, okay. I'm not because okay. uh, this is history. It's this is history. Okay. History, yeah. And Jeremy Fry, the friend, the friend, number three. Yes, of the mm -hmm. three, he had to step down from his role as Anthony Armstrong Jones's best man at the wedding to Princess Margaret after the London, the UK press discovered he'd been arrested in 1952 for a minor homosexual offense, which remember. In, it was it was, it, it was, it was illegal. Illegal, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and you yes. know, I mean, we had the same laws over here. And the reason given to the press, and we'll probably see this in the Crown, was that he had jaundice, and so he was yellow and wouldn't look good in the pictures. Oh Jeremy Fry. That's like a perfect wow, one. I know. It's better than a sty in the eye because <laughs> you could cover it up with makeup. And Camilla Fry is depicted in the Crown. Gives birth to a daughter just weeks after Anthony Armstrong Jones and Princess Margaret get married. And in 2004, Polly Fry takes a DNA test as revealed in DeCourcy's book that proved that Anthony <gasps> Armstrong Jones oh my, was my. in fact her father. Because here's the deal, when you're in a committed threesome relationship and having sex with and two men. Know, and you know what and the tagline is? 50 /50. Make yourself useful. Yeah, make yourself useful. Yeah, that we is. know that that's the tagline. I tell you that, and you remember I that, do. Julia. Did Margaret know about any of this? Um, she... <laughs> Queen Elizabeth knew because she, she had him investigated, and she wanted to tell Margaret so badly that she was maybe marrying someone who really didn't love her for all the true reasons and might have a leaning about, you know, having a more open marriage than what she really wanted. Mm. But um, Margaret was so heartbroken when Captain Peter Townsend tells her, I okay. am going to get married, even though they'd made a pact, which we saw in season one. Yes. Yeah. If we can't marry each other, we'll never marry. And that really sent her into his arms. Okay, I have a, I have a yes. question for you. Yeah. Yes, dear. And one of I the can't delight... formulate it because okay. I what? don't. <laughs> we'll try. Okay. And well, we'll... I Here, don't want to know the answer because I want to watch it. I'll okay. tell you something. Um, in true things that did happen in the Crown is Queen Elizabeth does tell Margaret that the wedding announcement to Anthony Armstrong Jones must be delayed because you cannot have. Two royal things happening at the same time, and she was announcing she was pregnant. Ah, so it had to wait till after the birth of the baby. So yeah. remember, we had right, the window had the, of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. with, they are with still, Meghan Markle. And yes, they are still sticklers about that. Only one big thing is happening right. out loud right. at I a time. I feel like that's a good way and, to run a family. And one of the most delightful details in DeCourcy's book made it straight into the crown at a party in Clarence House in October 1959. The Queen Mother asked Margaret and her future son-in-law 
to lead a conga line up and down the stairs at Buckingham Palace, and that really happened. Wow. The royals doing the conga. And remember, the queen mom, that is (laughs) Uh the queen mom, you know. She was fun. She was fun. fun. She was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, and everything you see in the crown about uh, Anthony Armstrong Jones's complicated relationship with his mother is totally, totally true. And um, Don't give us away the last detail. Save one. I, no, I, I won't. Okay. Anyway, okay. so. All right. It makes me want to watch know. it more now. Oh, I'm watching I'm tonight. S- <laughs> and from oh babyhood, from babyhood, Princess Margaret was the darling of the nation because she. Lo- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like Harry got to have all the fun. Right. And, she, the and frivol- she is slightly better looking than her older sister. Let's let's admit it. Yes, and people were electrified and delighted by her bohemian yeah. ways because right. she was able to wait because the crown can't act that way. Mm-hmm. No. It's the difference what between a, William and Harry. What a burden. I know. So anyway, I don't okay. ever want to be a crowned person. Did you like that? I don't want to be a royal. Very good. Vintage yes. royal scandal. Yeah. Yes, All right, listen, good. we come back. We got our favorite headlines. Wednesdays on Jason and Alexis in the morning, it's the birthday prank. You said in your email that you're supposed to be at happy hour right now. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to call and say you've been arrested. Uh, My wife took her top off at the bar. Yeah, they had to actually chase her down. She started to go down the alley. Oh, my Gosh, she doesn't even drink that much. Well, maybe that's the problem, sir. Is she okay? She's okay. She's just, uh, right now, she's... I'm sorry. Ma'am, you're going to have to sit down. She's actually beating on the window right now and spitting against the glass. Do you have a bail bondsman that you usually use in these circumstances? I've never had the circumstances. I don't even know what to do. Hey, Hannah, why don't you tell Seth that he's just been birthday pranked? Happy birthday, babe! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Are you serious? Birthday prankings with Jace and Dawn, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to people. Wednesday mornings at 7.20 on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of celebrating celebrity. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. All right, we're putting a ribbon on it. This uh, edition of the Laurie and Julia show, a Santa stop at Envision in the Galleria. They're putting glasses on it, Donnie. We've got a lot of toys in there. Toys and gifts. That thing is just, it is overflowing thank you everybody i know for, it's so generous for the ronald mcdonald house and i think mm-hmm. there's one more uh santa step left yeah at the galleria here with the shop girls on saturday. saturday and i, I don't believe, know who's yes. out on the road if anyone's out thursday and friday but the shop girls will be back here oh, at the yeah. galleria on saturday 
this is one fine place to be. Yeah. Okay, so favorite headline today, yay Alabama, but don't rest on our laurels, people. FCC net neutrality is happening tomorrow. And you know what? It's like a plot out of the Americans or Homeland oh, or so. maybe the Americans. It's just wrong because what's going through. Russian bots flooded the FCC with um, that they don't want net neutrality. Only in the, yeah. No, it's no. It happened like yeah. all over the place. So the Russians once again. I mean, it's like a plot out of the Americans. They are interfering in our system, and so if you wanted, like, to do something, it's, and it I means did that this, they're going to be able the com the cable companies are going to be able to control how fast your content comes to you, what they want you to have, what they don't want you to have, and yeah. they can charge you for things. It'll be like your cable bill now. You're going to be piecemealing. It's just a nightmare. So if you want to do something and what this, uh, you, you can go, you can text resist to 50409 and they'll ask for your name and your address. And How they, do you spell that? They, it's, yeah, 50409. <laughs> oh, anyway, they just do the form <laughs> letter for you to send to the FCC. So I if see. you just want to feel like, mm. okay, I mean. It feels, We're all going to look back at this and think it's a scandal. But there's some people that are bringing a, a court case against them. Yes, but if you want to make your voice heard and save our internet, text resist to 50409. Follow us, Lori Julia. I'm tweeting all of this, but tomorrow they're voting. And that dink, who's the head of the FCC. God, do you love how we talk about people? Oh, no, he is a dink. He's Gotta a total call them what dink. They are. Yeah, that's what he is. I mean, he's trying to ruin America with his ruling on the internet. Well, he was the guy who used to work for We who? are not Verizon. making America for great Verizon. again at this rate, people. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we got some other headlines. Oh, this one was one of Lori's favorites. Oh, yeah. Amarosa. Amarosa. A, Amarosa she? was apparently fired and escorted from the White House. Yeah. I want to know what happened. General yeah, I, I Kelly. Okay, here's the story. She, she was on The Apprentice. Yes. Trump fired her. She was on Celebrity Apprentice. And then for some unknown reason, she got a $180,000 government job. And apparently one of her favorite things to do was go and get Trump wound up. Wound up. Sounds and when, like someone else I know. And when General Kelly came in, he tried to limit the number of people who had access to the president on a daily basis. So he could right. focus. Okay. So he could as, as, ostensibly focus. And um, Omarosa was a potster. And if you remember, she got married and had like all the wedding photos and didn't even clear it with anybody. She's been a potster. She is a potster. He... He got rid of her because apparently she gets Trump all wound up. And I guess she pitched such a fit that she was escorted cursing <laughs> out of the White House. Yes. And I don't know about you, but yes. I, but you know, I think the, the word dragged came up. Yeah, I know it. Dragged. <laughs> I think that's so funny. House. And she's yelling, You can't blame me for the black women not voting for your guy. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, right. you, you do have to love the boilerplate statement from the White House. Yeah. Uh, we wish her the best in future endeavors <laughs> and are grateful That's for her line. service. That's how you know she <laughs> was fired and not resigned. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, Kelly Hughes just like, That's it, because she just winds them up. Oh, yep. Megan Markle will walk to church at Sandringham with the royal family. That's right. And she will and curtsy Christmas. every time she enters a room, and the Duchess Kate. 
of Cambridge. That's okay, in Laurie. There. I know yeah. she has to. You make me do it, but we can't. I, I don't do it in public. Oh, she you makes make me it. do it. What yes. are you talking about? That's right. That's right, Daddy. <laughs> George Clooney, we mentioned this earlier. George Clooney, back in 2013, gave $14 million in cash to his 14 best dude friends. I love in it. In $20 bills, bills and paid the paid taxes. The taxes. Yep. And gave it to him in a suitcase. It's like I something abs- out of Ocean's Eleven. I absolutely love that. Is it Ocean Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. It, oh, it's good to be his friend. Yeah. Holy, holy! I mean, that's why you want somebody rich who's your friend. I mean, wouldn't that just be great? Why don't more rich people do this? Why don't we have a richer, more rich friends? I, I don't. Well, I we, literally we don't friends. know anyone that rich. So that's never going to happen. I mean, I could get a hundred. Dollars? Yeah, from you. You do on a regular (laughs) basis. I never catch. And it was in ones. Yeah, right. No, I give it to her in 20s. Who was his buddy in the uh, the, the tequila business that he sold? Rand Gerber, Crawford's husband. He, He... George was, said, George, I don't need the money. And George gave it to him, and, but he uh, donated it to charity. Yeah, nice. Rand Gerber didn't, yeah. didn't hang on to the million dollars. Uh, Prince Harry has resolved to quit smoking completely for Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle, that's the love. The things you do for love. Give up your Marlboro sure. lights. Listen, that smoking's not good for you. Listen, we knew the ginger puffed because not only did we see him cup his balls in Las Vegas by the billiards table, but we saw him puff, puff, puff. Wow. <laughs> Did you really? I've never seen a photo of him smoking. Yes, there was you, also one of him at a party when he made the unfortunate choice of wearing a SS oh, uh, oh, armband. Yes. Yeah. Nazi regalia. He yeah, was smoking that was, on that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he was young and he yeah. wasn't. He didn't vet all the friends that were at the party. Yeah. He was uh, young and dumb. 2018 yeah. SAG nominations. Wow, there are some some notable snubs. Now, what were some of the notable snubs? I didn't read it. No, I I couldn't come I up with one. I said the post, the post, the post would with it. Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Yeah, but as you one. said, if they didn't screen and it, maybe, they yeah, we don't even know. Well, we're talking. We're talking to Rosalind tomorrow, tomorrow we're so we'll find, find out. out. That's right. right. Oh, thank you, Envision at the Galleria. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Vicky, for stopping by. And everybody have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>